What am I willing to do to go get it? I push things aside just to go get it. I know my role and I play my position. You talking too much. Please learn how to listen. I never give up. I'm not quitting. I'm persistent. Welcome back to the Why I Never where we interview every job occupation A through Z from the trash man to the CEO and ask them why and how they started their profession so that you can find your dream job too. I'm your host, Kojo Thompson, and today we have a very special guest with us. It is Mr. Derek Nazal. Now, Derek owns two furniture stores in San Francisco and would love to share with us what it is all about here today. So, Derek, shall I proceed? Yes, indeed. Let's go now. Derek, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well now. Derek, Derek, we are uh, I'm, I'm very interested in what you got going on here today. So you're a small business owner and uh, we I, I just really want to uh, dive into really what that's all about. You, you say you got two furniture stores and I only had, you know, one one sentence. Can you like really, you know, clear it up, you know, really, really uh, deep dive into really what you do? Sure. I own two brick and mortar retail stores in San Francisco. What it is we do is we specialize in custom sofas. So our showroom consists of about 30 different sofa models in different size and configurations. And how it works is you come in, you tell us what style you like. And then from there, you tell us the size you want, the fabric you want, the measurements you want. We have it made. You get in a few weeks. Everything's made in California and it comes with a seven-year warranty. Beautiful, beautiful. And let's go ahead and roll right into these questions. So why did you start doing what you're doing today? I actually grew up in the business. My father had a furniture stores in San Francisco and throughout the Bay Area. Um, it was something I didn't think I would end up doing, but it was what I knew. So I stuck with it. I did know I want to own my own business. I like lots of people wanted to be something I was truly passionate about. And at the end of the day, I was more passionate about just owning my own business so much than just selling furniture at the end day. I really just wanted my own business. I didn't really, it wasn't, I didn't care about the product, but I'm more passionate about actually just owning the business than the product. The product's great and you do have to like the product, but I don't think it has to necessarily be something that you're in love with. If you're looking for something you're absolutely in love with for everything, I think you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because I, I don't think that fully exist or it's very rare you just have to find the few things uh, uh, while stepping back and finding the bigger things that you're in love with i'm in love with owning my own business um so that's that's what i'm passionate about no that makes a lot of sense to me because i was um i interviewed a uh person again this is a this is really a, a podcast where people um are looking for that one thing that they really 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 love uh but i was interviewing a uh um mr neil marshall and he he actually owns an executive search firm. So he, he hires CEOs to, um, he, he's the, he's the middleman of hiring CEOs to hospitals. And, you know, it's not even really the, you know, uh, the, the craft really, it's really just the, um, certain CEOs, certain entrepreneurs really have that, um, that mental tick of just, you know, wanting to, wanting to be a leader. And I really, I really do appreciate uh, your explanation of that right there. So um, let me, let me go ahead and ask you, you know, what the process was like. So you, I, were there any like pit stops of, you know, um, you owning the furniture? You, you didn't, you said you didn't really want to, um, you weren't really looking up to your dad too much. Um, did you have like any, you know, uh, side hustles or something else that you did and then you came back to it? Or what was the process like for you even uh, getting to where you're at today? 
Oh, oh yeah, the side hustle started in high school. Freshman year, I bought a CD burner for four hundred dollars. I was the only kid in school that had a CD burner. So what I did was I was burning music CDs and selling them for five ten bucks a piece while I was buying the only the blank CDs for only a dollar. So I was flipping those uh, pretty much all throughout high school. And actually, my junior year, I got a job at a video store and started burning the PlayStation games and selling those as well. Mm. Uh, PS2. And then from there, I uh, went on to selling stuff on eBay. So I always did it where I kind of what my dad taught me. You buy in bulk or you find a product you can buy cheap and you flip it. You know, you buy it for one dollar, you sell it for two. And so I've always been passionate about that. Um, after high school, I actually uh, did a few various jobs and I really didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. I was looking for, you know, that passion. and But I just knew I wanted to own my own business. So. I ended up falling in the same footsteps as my dad, but I didn't look as a failure. It was more, this is what I know. I know I want to own my own business. So, you know, he taught me how to do it. Um, he taught me actually as a kid, my chores were instead of mowing lawns. I was doing his accounting work and, you know, eyeing his bank statements at 12 or $13 or 13 years old to get, you know, uh, money for candy and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a few pit stops, but then I knew I just wanted to own my business. So if it had to be in something that maybe I didn't, you know, have the most passion for furniture, I, I do like it, but it's not something I'm absolutely head over heels in love with. Mm. But I'm in love with the process of owning my own business and the things that go along with it. So that was, you know, that was a bigger picture. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And, you know, it, like how long did it take before uh, you settled on um, really the the uh, furniture aspect. So, you know, you, you did all those things, but how, how long did it take for the furniture thing to come about? Seven years, seven years. Yeah. I've doing jobs. I hated or working for people that I knew I was smart of smarter than, and I just kind of had that attitude of F you, I'll do it myself. So I did, I just said, you know what? I don't, why, why am I going to get a crappy paycheck for work for someone, you know, because I, I didn't plan ahead and go, okay, I set out to be this or that. So I, I just knew I wanted my own business, but I didn't make up my mind on exactly what I wanted. So I was just kind of bouncing around jobs, trying to figure it out. And I don't think that's a bad thing to bounce around jobs. You know, a lot of people frown upon that. I think it's okay. I think you're not going to know what you want to do until you dive into it. And, you know, so many young people are so fixated on figuring out their career, figuring out what their first job has to be and making it hurt. Just don't worry about perfection. Just just get a job, figure it out. You're going to figure out what you like by also figuring out what you don't like. Hmm. So it's important to just start that way and just get started, you know? Perfect. Perfect. Perfect, man. Honestly, that, that was a great piece of advice right there. Um, now let me, let me move on to this one. So what do, what do you feel like an average day like is for you as a owner of uh, two furniture stores? So I try to keep my day as structured as possible. I wake up about 5.00 AM, uh, every day and then go to the gym. I think it's important to get the gym out of the way in the morning, get you set for the day. You know, when a lot of people, I used to go be after work. Well, when you go after work, you're going to debate in your head all afternoon. Do I really want to go to the gym or not? Well, no, of course not. You've had a long day. You want to go home and you want to relax and watch TV or do whatever. When you go early, you bang it out. You don't really think about it. There's no debate in your head. You wake up at five. Yes, there's a debate for a few minutes if you should wake up, but you get up, you go and you know, by 7 a.m. you're done. It's amazing. You know, later in the day, you, you forget. You're like, oh, yeah, I did go to the gym this morning um, because you knocked out so early. And then 
getting in the office early for me is important. So I'm in the office about 7.15, 7.30. And why I like that, it kind of sets the mood for today. I kind of plan my day of writing down the major goals for the day. What are the three critical tasks that I need to get done um, and get, getting started on those before all the emails and the phone calls start? Because once you fall into that trap, it's very hard to get the more important things done. So, you know, throwing the phone in a in the drawer and turn it on silent for an hour or two is you'll find you become so much more, you become so much more productive uh, because you're able to just concentrate. You know, you don't have to block out four hours at a time, but if you could just block out even 45 minutes at a time um, and don't be responsive to everyone's emails, you know, your the emails come in are other people's problems. They want you to solve a problem from them. Well, you have to concentrate on yourself first, especially as a business owner. If you're not handling your stuff, you're not going to be able to handle stuff for your customers or your employees. So that's how I look at it. Beautiful, beautiful. And I want to definitely stress the importance of, uh, you know, your first point even of uh, waking up in the morning, 5 a.m. and starting your workout. Because um, I too personally, when I wake up, I, uh, I go on a run. And that literally starts my day, kicks my day off. Um, and I don't have to worry about, you know, like I, I literally forget that I worked out already um, during the middle of the day because it's just like, OK, that like it's automatic. Once it becomes a habit, it becomes automatic. It, you literally start your day off right and you, you feel better. You look better. You're you have more energy throughout the day. So um, I really appreciate those points. And also the focus aspect of uh, things when you wake up in the morning and you focus on uh, what needs to be done. Um, and, you know, getting it done. So, yeah, that those are some really big points uh, right there. Um, now, Derek, what do you enjoy the most about what you're about your work? Uh, working with the customers, you know, you're kind of hands on with them because it is a customization process. So usually the routine is um Someone, you know, uh, comes in and then they kind of, you know, they find you on the internet, they scope out your website, then they come in a store during the week, check it out, send on the service, goes, okay, I like it, I'll bring my spouse in this weekend, um, and we'll come, and you're, you're holding them hand in hand, because it's custom, you know, the husband wants this, but the wife wants that, so it's almost a little bit of a seesaw battle between them, but in a, in a friendly manner, usually, um, but working hands-on with them actually can be, it can be a quite satisfying. I didn't think I would enjoy it as much as I did, but seeing the dynamics of the couples is actually kind of neat, especially for me, who's only married for a few years and kind of seeing uh, the similarities that one couple will have that me and my wife have. So that is one of the things I do truly enjoy um, with the business. So it's mm-hmm. something I didn't think I would, uh, I didn't realize I would like as much as I do uh, until I got into it. So that's why I say sometimes you can't think about like there isn't no perfect scenario or there's no scenario where you think it's this is what I'm passionate about. You don't know sometimes until you try. Like I didn't think I'd be passionate about working with couples and listening to them, you know, figure out what color they want for the sofa. But the whole process is what I do enjoy. And then the end result when they get their sofa and they love it and they're emailing me saying, look at the sofa, it looks great, replacing and sending me pictures and they're thanking me. So, you know, that's why I always say just dive into it. You're not gonna really know exactly what you like until you do it. Beautiful, beautiful. And that, and that that's the whole point of this uh, back-end question right here that I got next for you. What do you enjoy the least? Uh, just playing my staff. I have a hard time uh, being the boss. And as far as the disciplining goes, uh, me and my staff, I try to I try to have a laid-back culture and not in laid-back in a way where, you know, you can come on late or anything like that. I'm actually pretty strict about that. But more in a way of 
I look at it if your staff is dealing with your customers, the customers are your lifeline. You have to do whatever it takes to keep them happy. Well, a lot of times you're going to deal with an angry customer. You're going to deal with a problem that isn't your fault or even maybe the company's fault or anyone's fault. The customer's having a bad day and you have to take the blood of that. Now, me as the owner, if my employee makes a mistake or you're doing something wrong and then I discipline them or I yell at them, that's not going to help the situation. They're already getting it from, slack from the customers and have to bite their tongue. You doing it as well is only going to put negative energy out there. It's going to get them upset, and they might take it out on a customer, which you don't like. If anything, if they have a problem or if they make a mistake, you need to coach them. You know, A good leader is not going to just bark at them saying you're doing it wrong. Okay, well, then it's on you as the owner to show them how to do it. Like It's your responsibility if, to make sure they're doing it correctly. If if they're making the same mistake over and over, well, then that's, I feel it's boss's fault, you know, or, or maybe the person's just not a right fit. And at that point you need to reevaluate the, their position, but you know, getting all angry with them is not going to help the situation. So, and I have a hard time with that line because I do think it's a middle line. You do need to keep them in line as far as like making sure you're doing your job, but also doing a way where it's not demeaning them or, not taking out their, you know, you're not sucking, uh, taking the uh, energy at them or, you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Yeah, no, I, w- I was completely agreeing with everything you said there. Completely agreeing with everything you said there. Yeah. Yeah. And th- that was some good advice for uh, all the older people who are trying to get into that, you know, that mindset of, you know, the, that leadership mindset, um, that mentality. So um, it, that's definitely leadership 101. I, I definitely appreciated that advice that you gave there. Now, um, let me go ahead and ask you this. And this is actually one of my favorite questions. So w- do you feel that grades mattered in school for the success in your career today? For me personally, no. I was going to do this regardless. I skipped college. I was so anxious to work. I didn't care. I got my C average in, in high school just to play sports um, because I didn't think that knowing who the 12th president was or who was involved in world one made a difference in how much I was going to be successful in my business. Um, in hindsight, uh, I think I was looking at it the wrong way. I think it is hard for young people to look at it in a correct way, but I should have looked at it instead of going, okay, well, yeah, who cares about this history class? No, you know, this isn't going to make a difference in the real world, but the process of learning the material and studying for a test that is what's important. You're training your brain on how to learn new material, how to memorize it, how to apply that. And so I do think the grades matter to an extreme extent. I mean, if you're going to be a lawyer or doctor, then yes, they absolutely matter. But if you're looking to be a small business owner, they do matter. I mean, I don't think you have to get a 4.3 and go above and beyond if you're planning to do a retail store like me. But I do think it's important to not, you know, you're there. You might as well take advantage, not waste your time there. So... Beautiful. Yeah. Nah, that was that was a great answer. So uh, I'm, I'm going to be careful with this next question. But uh, how do you what do you feel your impact is? Because, um, you know, a lot of people a lot of people really get stuck on this question right here. And it's really just what you're devoted to. So what are you devoted to doing? Creating jobs. You know, my business stays in business. There's there's jobs, uh, jobs, not just for my employees, but for my suppliers, you know, the people I'm purchasing the product from. If I go out of business, then they lose some of their business and they might have to make cuts uh, with their employees. So I think it's a domino effect. So it's important for me to stay in business for for me personally and my family, but also for my employees and the employees of the companies I work with and buy from. Perfect. Perfect. Great answer. So 
we're winding down to this last question right here. Um, and I want to hear from you, you know, what if there is one piece of advice that you could give to somebody out there right now who wants to be in your position today, what would it be? Take action. You know, there's you can ask a million people what you should do. You can read about it so much. But until you do it, you're really not going to know exactly what you want or what you should do. You just got to take action. Beautiful. And that's my same piece of advice. That's my, that's my one piece of advice as well. It's just start. Just mm-hmm. start. A lot of people, a lot of people are scared to start. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. Uh, Derek, uh, what a, what a beautiful interview. And again, that was, that was so smooth and so good. Um, you answered all those questions spot on. I really, really appreciated all that. Um, now I, I know that you got, you know, your, your website or, or some social media, maybe a, even a book, something, something that you could shout out so that my audience can reach yours. Sure. The name of my business is Sofa Creations. The website is mysofacreation.com. Uh, we also promote our products uh, on Instagram, which is mysofacreation as well. Perfect. So, uh, we, we, and again, I'm going to leave all of that in the link in the description below for all my audience to uh, go ahead and check him out and check it, check out his business and whatnot. And Derek, I got to thank you once again for you for giving an excellent, excellent, excellent interview. Um, now, folks, there are three types of work, a job, a career and a calling. Most people have a job. You're lucky if you find a career, but you're truly blessed if you find your calling. And I really hope that me and Derek helped you find it here today. And that is a wrap. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a review so that someone else can discover it too. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn at YI Network for episode updates, weekly takeaways, quotes of the week, and much, much more. And if you or somebody else you know is passionate about their job and would like to share their story, email us at whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Again, whyimpassionate at gmail.com. Talk to you soon, folks. And I play my position. You talking too much, please learn how to listen, I never give up, I'm not quitting.